0: Love
1: Talk Radio
2: Como decimos en México hay que dejarnos de mamadas No hay que los tinturones aquí se hacen a un lado Hay que pelear por honor y por gloria nada más En este deporte women around your hooks and jabs look at the female boxing world this is number 63 my name is felipe leon and with me as always is mr david avila david how are you doing today
1: very good felipe thank you how are you
2: good thank you just enjoying this uh spring weather here in southern california no more rain hopefully for a little while and uh and we're ready to talk some boxing and as we all know if you're listening to this show then you're a pretty hardcore female boxing fan and you know that this Saturday night we have the mega fight. I mean, quite possibly, and David could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure he's going to agree that this is probably the biggest female fight in the history of female boxing when we're going to have Clarissa Shields facing Christina Hammer on Saturday night from at the Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City It's going to be shown live on Showtime. I can't think of any other fight. I mean, there have been fights in the past, David, that have been talked about. Uh, Lucia Riker mm-hmm. and Christy Martin, uh, things like that. But that one didn't come to fruition. And this one is this Saturday night. They had the final press conference yesterday. The weigh-in's going to be tomorrow. And it looks like everything is ready to go so that we could have the second ever uh, uh, female undisputed, and undefeated uh, unified champion.
1: Yes, it's going to be the biggest. It, I agree. It is the biggest.
2: Now, um, for the first time, b- because of this big uh, mega fight that we're having on Saturday night, for the first time in the history of the two-minute round, we're going to have back-to-back shows. Well, week-to-week back-to-week week back-to-back. Week week Basically, this show is on every other weekend. I mean, I'm sorry, every other Thursday here on the two-minute, on the Block Talk radio. But for this one, we're going to have tonight. We're going to have a show tonight. And then we're going to have another show on April 18th where we're going to be talking about, obviously, that fight. We're going to have some special guests to give us their take on the fight. And and it's going to be a blockbuster show on April 18th, 7.30 p.m., um, here on Block Talk Radio, the two-minute round. Now, tonight we also have a very special show because joining us for the first time on the show will be none other than 2019 Washington, D.C. Police Officer of the Year and super featherweight uh, prospect, Tara Brown. So she's going to be joining us hopefully in about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. But before that, we're going to go ahead and go over... Uh, some of the fight results for the last couple weeks. There hasn't been uh, a lot of fights, but there was some good fights happening uh, these last couple weeks, starting off with Saturday, March 30th, in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Daniela Bermudez defended her WBO 118-pound title against Mexican Irma Sanchez quite easily in a 10-rounder. Scores there were 98, 92 three times, so it was a pretty dominating uh, performance. But One thing that probably the most interesting thing of the whole fight is that afterwards, in an interview with the uh, Argentinian um uh journalist, she mentioned that she wanted the winner of the Jackie Nava Marcela Acuna fight happening on May 18th in Mexico. Uh, she already wow. beat. Yeah, she already beat Marcela Acuña once at Super Bantamweight, winning that title and then relinquishing it and going back to 118. But if Nava wins, which I predict that she will, then she wants to fight with Jackie Nava. What do you think about that, David?
1: That's a that's really, really great fight, too. Uh, I guess Nava wants a revenge because she did lose to Acuña several years ago, didn't she?
2: She did. She did. She went to Argentina and lost to Acuña in Argentina, and now Acuña is traveling to Mexico uh, to face Nava there. Now, if Nava is to win and Bermudez is serious about the challenge, I don't see why Bermudez wouldn't be um, willing to travel since she already came to Mexico to face Mariana Barbujuelas a couple years ago and ended up winning that fight. David, if that fight to comes to fruition, I'm going to try all my best to go to that fight between uh, Bermudez and Nava. Cause I want to see this in in action in person.
1: Yeah. That's a super fight. I mean, that's for, that's a super fight for Latin America.
2: Yeah. We have a couple, uh, a little bit more news about NAVA in, uh, in the fight chatter that happens after the fight results. Uh, but moving on with the results before we get our special guest here, Tiara Brown, um, Uh, The same night on Saturday night in Auckland, New Zealand, Giovanna Perez scored a unanimous decision over Lanny Daniels to win the vacant WBO semi-heavyweight title. It's the first time that one of the four sanctioning bodies has a a semi-heavyweight title. Usually they go from super-middleweight all the way to heavyweight with nothing in between. The men have... um, uh, you know, they got semi-heavyweight at 175 pounds. They got cruiserweight at a limit of 200 pounds and then anything over that is heavyweight. Women usually go from 168 to 200 or anything over or anything over 168 is considered heavyweight. But now the WBO has a semi-heavyweight title and they have a champion with the name of Giovanna Perez. Now, it will be interesting to see if any of the other three sanctioning bodies follow suit and develops uh, 175 pound title because you know in a certain way it creates another sanctioning fee for them and more money in their pocket to, so let's see if the WBC the WBA and the IBF follow suit with that 175 pound title and on um, the same day at the Echo Arena in Liverpool on the zone Natasha Jones scored a unanimous decision over Farid in the 6th rounder at, li- at lightweight with scores of 60, 54, three times. And this brings her back to the win column after suffering that uh, surprise loss to Vivian Obunov, um about a month and a half, month ago. On Saturday, April 6th, in the Czech Republic, Fabiana Bitiki scored a – well, actually, Fabiana Bitiki and Mexican Maria Soledad Vargas fought to a split draw in a 10-rounder for the, big, for the WBC – 102 pound title, the weight title. Scores were 97-96 for Bitiki, 98-93 for Vargas, and even 95-95. David, you watched this fight. Give me your thoughts.
1: Uh, well, I was shocked that it was a draw. I barely gave um, Bitiki uh, two rounds. Uh, one for sure round, maybe two. But I thought that it was a dominating performance by uh, the Mexican fighter. I really did. I thought that she dominated every round. I uh, punched her five to one, mm. and uh, I I thought that uh was very uh, inaccurate. And um, I just thought that that Varg, uh, Vargas won not fight clean. Uh, the judging was really bad.
2: Yeah, quite rudimentary. Uh... This Bitiki girl, handling senior, she's a champ. Obviously, there's some kind of uh, special, not special, but some kind of agreement between her handlers and the WBC because if we go back to last year, when Brenda Flores fought Luisa Harden back in September for the interim right. title, the, va- the, the full-fledged title was vacant, but uh, Fabiana Bitiki was already scheduled to fight for that title, which she ended up winning, I agree with you, Dave. Which round did you give for sure to be tiki?
1: Uh, I think the last round is the only one I gave her for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: The that one round the ninth.
1: Those two. Yeah.
2: yeah, the eighth round to me was pretty close. I think it, she, I could have swayed to give it to her, but the sixth round, yeah. I thought Vargas was gonna finish her in the sixth round. She landed everything on in that in that round. Yeah.
1: In fact, and, if that was somewhere else, they might have stopped that. That fight. Yeah,
2: and I agree with you that, that Vargas was the aggressor. She was landing the better and harder punches, uh, the more accurate of the fighter. I mean, she was a little bit raw. Uh, Vargas was. I mean, she couldn't close off the ring. Neither one of them threw a jab, but Bitiki, she was just get in, get in close and, and, and put her hands up and not throw any punches, allowing Vargas to score pretty much anything she wanted. So I was shocked that they gave this, I mean, I, I think that WBC should do some kind of investigation because for somebody to score that fight, well, the scoring wasn't, uh, the guy that gave it to Bittiki gave it to, or the women, I don't know who that judge was, was 97-96, which only has her winning by one round. But even the 95-95 is far-fetched.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just couldn't see it. It wasn't close. Uh, Vargas, uh, when... Uh, at least eight to two. It could. I mean, yeah. you could make an argument and it was a sweep. That's yeah. how bad the fight was.
2: And uh, and I think that if Luisa Harden or even Brenda Flores watch this fight, I bet you they're chomping at the bits to try to get a chance at Tina Ru- uh, at Fabiana Bitiki and and get the full fledged title because I think either one of them knocks her out.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. The, the one good characteristic about Bitiki was she could take a punch. I mean she mm-hmm. got blasted to the body, blasted to the head, and she seemed to be able to take a punch pretty well, but her accuracy was horrible uh she was just her defense wasn't very good either
2: and really no no no, not much of a of a punch like she doesn't throw a, she, she doesn't throw a lot of punches and she doesn't throw a variation of punches i mean she hardly throws any hooks, she was looking for the right hand, but hardly landed it, so there's really no, uh, nothing in the, t- in the, in the toolbox for her as far as punch, uh, output.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty, she, she was a, a, dismal scoring. Uh, I know two of the judges were from the Czech Republic and, uh, the other one I think was, uh, from Finland, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Now. In the same night, but in Germany, another Mexican, Marisela Quintero from Sinaloa, traveled there and also got a split draw facing Tina Rupert who is the uh, strawweight champion, 105-pound title there for the WBC. Scores there were 98-92 for Rupert Rupert-Kirk, 97-94 for Quintero, and even 95-95. I looked for the footage for this one, but I couldn't find it, so I can't tell you how, the, how this fight went.
1: We we had a reporter there, uh, Phil Wolver was there watching, he did a story for us for the PriceFighters and uh he thought that Quintero might have pulled it out, but it was in his opinion that fight was close enough to be a draw that there were some rounds he could go either way. So, uh, he didn't want to argue with it. But uh, I also got a call from uh the manager of um of the Costa Rican girl, Yocasta Valle. And mm-hmm. her manager said that it's almost impossible to beat a German uh to beat Tina Ruprecht in Germany. Uh he says that his fighter he thought absolutely won, but uh it's just hard to, to beat those judges.
2: You just gotta knock her out. And it's very hard to see a knockout in uh in uh, in female boxing. Uh, eh, on Saturday, April 6th as well, but in Museo Sonora, scored a united decision over Araceli Palacios in a six-rounder at Flyway. And lastly, in the uh, fight results, on Wednesday, April 10th, so yesterday, from the Sony Hall in New York, the Bell Entertainment gave us Alicia Napoleon, who is the WBA 168-pound title but wasn't fighting she wasn't defending her title. She scored a second round TKO over Eva Bajic. The time there was one minute, four seconds. So, and it looks like, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to double check here real quick, I believe that she weighed way below the uh, um, super middleweight uh, limit. But it, that doesn't really matter because even when she fought for that title, she weighed a little bit over 160 pounds or um, – but now she weighed 156 and a quarter. Uh, so we'll see if uh, if she continues to be the super middleweight champion And because uh, when she fought Hannah Rankin in her last fight, she weighed 156 and a half, which is about 10, almost 11 and a half pounds un, under the super middleweight limit. So we'll see what happens with Napoleon, uh, with Alicia Napoleon and, and that, that uh, title and if she's going to challenge for um for a lighter weight title now before we move on to the fight chatter to, we just want to make a note that today is Jackie Nava's birthday as well as Jessica Tutibop's birthday both of them um wow. well i think yeah, i think Jackie Nava turns uh 38
1: let me check real
2: quick Jackie Nava turns 39 today 39 years old while Jessica Tutibop Turns uh-huh. Let me see how, how old does she turn
1: What about oh.
2: 35 She's got to be like 35, 36 I believe, let me double check that Real
1: quick She turns 35 So 39
2: and 35 Year old uh, Jackie Nava And Jessica Bob respectively And we're going to Take a pause here before we go to the fight Chatter and talk about some news Because on the line with us now is none other than Miss Tiara Brown. Miss Brown, welcome to the Two Minute Round. How are you doing tonight?
0: Hey, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, My name is Felipe León, but I'm going to pass the baton to Mr. David Avila. David, go right ahead.
1: Tiara, good evening, and thank you very much for calling in. Oh, it's no problem. Thanks for having me. So, so how's your day? I mean, you you work, you have a full time job as as a law enforcement officer, you have time to train, uh, and, and then you get ready for fights. I mean, how do you plan all that?
0: Oh man, I I really I just take it one step at a time.
1: <laughs> and that and then I I see you doing community events. You're here, you're there. I mean, you you really have a full schedule. Do they pay you overtime for all that stuff?
0: Um no i I don't get paid overtime for my my
1: community events. My community events I just do on my own time and what's it like uh for for the kids to see you and know that you're a prize fighter that you know not only just a prize fighter but you're actually an undefeated ranked prize fighter. Do they give you uh any kind of uh respect or do they give do they Treat you the way you, they want you want them to treat you. Yes, and
0: uh, you know they they treat me with with much respect. And the kids and the youth, you know, even people that are my age, they they respect me very much. And everyone just gets excited,
1: you know. Do they do they go to your fights? Do you get a lot of, uh, yes. uh, of crowd support? Well, what's yes, like? I have uh, people these... just around. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What age? What age group are they?
0: Oh, I have kids from aging, like from the range of eight years old to adults in their 50s (laughs) that have never watched boxing ever. But, you know, they've gotten to know me and they're interested in boxing now. Even guys that never respect women's boxing, you know, they know who I am and they've watched my journey and now they're in love with women's boxing as well.
1: That's, I mean, that's that's what it's all about because I I think well that's why we have the show, we want more people to discover women's boxing and and what it brings to the table because a lot of people don't realize that it's pretty exciting and usually it just takes one time and they're hooked.
0: Yeah, I agree. It just takes one one good fight for them to see, you know, and then they're like, wow, the women can do the same thing that the men can do.
1: And, and what's it, What's your regular weight now? Is it 130? Is that going to be your your actual weight? I really like fighting at
0: 126, but normally the girls that I fight, they don't make the weight, so I'll fight at 130.
1: Oh, I see. I see. So you're you're a full-fledged feather, but because you want to fight, you're fighting at 130 sometimes. Right,
0: right. Cool. And, so and I don't mind. Like one twenty six to one thirty, I, I like you know I like either one of them really. It's just you know, hard it's to get you're, over that.
1: And, and you're coming at a good time. You're coming at a time where there's a little bit more interest in female boxing. There's more fights because it was there. There was a period for about ten years when there was very little female boxing going on. Uh, in yeah, sure I know have there are women. That.
0: Well, I grew up watching boxing and especially women's boxing, and yeah, I know the difference when when women used to have to fight girls who were twenty or thirty pounds heavier than they were just because you know, just because they had to fight.
1: Yeah, it was it's a, it's a big jump in the last few years. I say the last three four years, big jump. And so, who trains you? Who trains you, Tara? And where do you train at?
0: I train out of old school boxing gym and my coach my coach's names are Buddy Harrison and Marcus Patterson. Those are my two coaches, you know, we have a good thing going on. And um our 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 gym has a lot of youth. So, you know, they get excited when I come in the gym and they want everyone's wearing T baby T shirts. <laughs> it's really cool to see like even when the guys come in and they're all ripped up and cut up but they have one shirts that say T baby. <laughs> can
1: can we, <laughs> can we can people buy them online?
0: We're actually going to set that up. Normally, my coach, buy oh, he will purchase a T-shirt shirts and have them made, and then people will buy them from us and wear them at the fights. It's it's
1: really cool. Yeah, I think I saw one, and it looked pretty good. That was a pretty nice t shirt. Yeah.
0: So this, my favorite color is purple. So normally I fight in, like, purple and black, or if I want to do the whole police thing, I'll fight in blue and white. But this time, since it's for, you know, my first belt, I'm actually going to fight in black
1: and gold. Oh, that's great. So so tell us about your, your, your first title fight. What is it going to be? Who is it, who's it against?
0: So it's for the IBF Intercontinental Belt. And it will be May 18th here in the nation's capital, D.C., in the new D.C. Entertainment Arena. It's actually the WNBA Mystics Basketball Arena. So everyone is really excited. I'm excited. The chief of police will be there. The assistant chiefs will be there. You know, I have a lot of family and friends and fans coming, flying all the way from Florida because you know they've always said, "Hey, when I have had my first title fight, that they'd come up and they're sticking to their
1: guns." <laughs> good, <laughs> good. They're gonna take a. They're gonna come in a caravan, or or <clears throat> just separate. So
0: everyone's gonna be flying.
1: Oh geez. I think
0: that's so awesome. The fact that I, I I have supporters that are gonna be flying from my hometown to watch me in my first title fight. It it, it makes it. A hundred times
1: more more special to me. You, you know, we we saw the a uh, video of your last fight against uh, Yana uh, Santana, who is a former world champion, very good fighter. And uh, w- would you call that your your best performance so far? Um. Hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I think I would because she's a two-time world champion, and, you know, a lot of people ask me, do I think I bit off more than I can chew fighting a veteran with such a, a, a great record, and, you know, my response to that was, no, I don't think I bit off more than I can chew, you know, I was on the USA team, I was an amateur for years, I have
1: over 100 amateur fights, so it was just another day,
0: you know, another day in the
1: office to me. I remember you said that you had fought uh, Mi- Michaela Mayer several times. Uh, you fought so many other really good fighters in the amateurs. So so I, I guess you kind of like this kind of uh, uh, a...
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I fought Michaela. I think we've fought four times. I've won two, and she's won two, so we're even. So I'm pretty sure we'll meet up somewhere down the line in our professional careers, and uh, we'll just leave it at that to see who it, you know... Uh, <laughs> May the best woman win.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, and it's not going to be uh, no three, four rounds. <laughs> no, it'll probably go to business. It'll be a great fight. <laughs> so, so, you've been working at, in D.C. for a while uh, with the police department, and and what's it like uh, working in D.C. nowadays? Uh, how long have you been in D.C.?
0: Oh man, uh, I've been a police officer for four years now. And I actually recently received the police officer of the year award.
1: Wow, congratulations. And
0: uh yeah, thank you. that was very amazing, you know, people are like, Wow, you only have four years on and you're officer of the year and I'm like, Wow, yeah, me too. I who me? <laughs> 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 so this is pretty cool because I actually have my own cruiser now and it says officer of the year so I can just wow. be uh driving up the street and people are waving me down hey are you officer of the year wow congrats and it's awesome
1: oh gee that's great I, I'm I'm a little familiar with with DC I went to school there for a little while and um I used to be uh I used to live on 5th and Gresham um when I attended uh Howard University for for a semester and uh are you in that area?
0: I'm not. That's a nice area. I'm kind of in a, uh, how do you say, I'm in a rough area.
1: Oh, when I was there, was a rough area then. <laughs> oh,
0: well, that, Howard's not a rough area anymore.
1: Not anymore. Uh... <laughs> no, no.
0: Nope. It's very busy, you know, the students. It, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, that, well, that I'm telling you my age then because that was a long time ago. Nixon was so hey, we're, um. <laughs>
0: we're all in our twenties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so you've, you've also fought some other Pretty good fighters like Jasmine Clarkson who I think is A very underrated fighter she, Her record doesn't show it But I, I've always Whenever I see her I'm always amazed that she's She has so many losses When she has that kind of talent What was it like fighting her?
0: that was a great fight you know um she was game i have nothing ill to say about her she's she's a heavy hitter i can tell you that for sure
1: yeah she's got some skills i was very surprised when i saw her in person and um and then she fought uh, katie taylor too and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah is that somebody you would like to fight
0: i would like to fight katie somewhere down the line we're actually good friends um being as – I've been boxing for 18 years. I was on the USA team for many years. We've traveled a lot and been in the same arena together and spoke. And actually, I think it was in – when I when I won my gold medal, my world gold medal in 2012, she came to watch me fight, and her and her father, who was her, her coach at that time, they told me mm. how, you know, they know all about me and they've been watching my career. And I was like, wow. Like, I was watching Katie Taylor fight before I even made the USA team. She was one of my favorite fighters to watch.
1: That's, that's amazing. So you guys have watched each other, so you're very familiar.
0: Well, no, we've never boxed each other. We've always fought in the same tournament, but I would always be at a smaller mm-hmm. weight class.
1: Oh, okay. Where was this at when you went, when you won the World uh, uh, Championships? Um, where was it at? Where was it held? We were in Xinhangdao, China. Oh, that's amazing. Try saying that three times. <laughs> <laughs> where is that is that in the northeast or where is that
0: you know I, I can tell you this all I can say is that plane ride was the longest plane ride I've ever been on <laughs> but we got to go to the, the North- Great Wall
1: mm. oh, and okay. that. Tr-
0: So we took a bus to the Great Wall from that city, and I think it only took an hour.
1: Oh, okay. And the the Great Wall is about what, 800 miles long? (laughs)
0: Man, I I can tell you I walked maybe five miles, and I was like, okay, so uh, where do we sit?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No chairs. uh. (laughs) You know,
0: during that time, um, the USA team, it was stacked with just some of the greatest fighters that I've ever had the privilege to fight with, you know, in, in a company. Who were who some of the other fighters you were with? We had, I was at 125. You had Queen Underwood. I'm not sure if you, mm-hmm. you should be familiar with her. She
1: was an Olympian. I know Queen, Queen Underwood. Underwood. She was a lightweight. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Queen Underwood. Then we had Michaela Mayer, We had Alex Love. We had Christina Cruz, Raquel Miller, Clarissa mm. Shields. I mean, we were stacked. We, you know, we we, we came wow. to fight. We didn't play. We didn't play any games.
1: That is a stacked team. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good team. What do you think about this fight coming up, Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer? What What's your opinion? You know them both. Um,
0: I think that's probably show awesome. more, yes, I do think Clarissa will will get the win. I think that it's going to be a great fight. I don't see it being a blowout on either side because both are competitive, but I do have Clarissa winning the entire fight and, and
1: what what do you think are are Clarissa's strong points?
0: You know to be at the weight that she is, she doesn't throw punches like that. Like you know, normally when you get up in weight that big, uh, they tend to throw you know fewer punches. But not Teresa. She throws bunches and bunches of punches. And most of her fights, her competitors, her competitors are just you know they're they're flustered because you she's throwing six and seven punches, and they're throwing like three to four punches. The ratio, her punch out, her her ratio punch output is it's higher than the average person at her weight. When you first saw her. Her box hole was she. Oh man, Carissa was probably. She was matter of fact. The first time I saw Clarissa fight, she was actually in the JOs, and oh, it was okay. one of the years where they combined the the the, the 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 JOs with the, like they allowed our tournaments to be combined, and I watched her there and she won. And she was – actually, then she was saying that she was the best female fighter, the same the same, the same, same attitude that she has now,
1: the same attitude <laughs> she's always had. She really is. Very confident. I
0: was like, who oh, is this girl?
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, she, she has supreme confidence. <laughs> and it's and always – What, the, what about – what do you think of uh, Hammer? What are the things that she does? Well, if you if you've seen her fight,
0: I, yeah, I've seen most of her fights that are any fight that she has on YouTube, I've I've watched it. I like watching all the women fight. You know, it doesn't matter what weight class. Not just women. I, I love boxing. I like watching all the men fight. Whatever fights on YouTube or it comes on Showtime or Showbox or uh, PBC boxing, I'm watching. I don't even have to know the person. But Hammer, you know, she her reach is very long. And she stands her ground, you know, so I don't see either one of them getting a TKO because they're both tough fighters. They're both competitive, and they're both going to leave it all in the ring. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, I I think uh, I I like the fact that so many people are interested in it and people are taking sides. I'm like, well, that's great. That's what I like. (laughs) I want want to see more people interested. Right, right. And
0: you know, being on the USA team, it's all about patriotism. So in my eyes, it is you know, Team USA all the way.
1: You yeah, know, that's right. You girls are a pretty strong, pretty tight unit. I have no. That was our chant:
0: "You, you, USA." You know that I'm going for the home team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite tournament of all the tournaments? You the international tournaments. Aside from the World Championship, because I'm sure that was your favorite. But. I was going to say the World Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would be it. That, that was an easy one. But yeah, what was the next one? that was one? pretty easy. Um, hmm.
0: I would say all of the USA National tournaments because, you know, it. you have to fight to get there. You can't just sign up. You have to fight to get there. And then once you are there, you're there with the top fighters of the nation. So you know that everyone deserves to be there. I think all of the, the USA national tournaments, they're they're just they're great. And you learn a lot. And you get exposed to different fighters, different techniques, different coaches, different uh skill sets, you know. I really miss being on the USA team actually.
1: You miss the camaraderie?
0: Yeah, I miss traveling the world and meeting different women from different countries. Some of my closest friends don't – some of my closest friends aren't Americans. They are fighters from different countries that I met out of these 18 years of me boxing.
1: Yeah, I remember you said that one time, yeah. I remember hearing that from you, that you had friends like in Europe somewhere uh, Yeah, Europe,
0: Europe, Germany, Russia, Barbados And we keep in touch on Facebook and Instagram You know, we can still see each other I have um, two really good friends in China And they barely speak English But we FaceTime (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) interesting Oh, Philippa, did you have a question? you have some questions? Yes,
2: yes Hello, Tair How do you pronounce your first name? I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names I mess them up all the time
0: Oh, pronounce my name Tierra, and that's a kind funny of story because I'm actually named after a chocolate chip cookie.
2: Where, where, where how does that work?
0: Yeah, see, people think that I just love eating sweets, and I do. I'm not gonna lie, I I love cookies and brownies, but it's really not my fault. I was actually born into this, you know, because when my mom was pregnant, she used to eat Dunkin' Hines all the time, and in 1988, I'm giving my age now. But in 1988, there was a Duncan Hines commercial of their sweets, like their brownies and cookies and all of, all that good stuff. And they had a, a Tierra series, and my mom loved the chocolate chip cookies, and she named me after the cookie. So you know, it's not my fault that I love eating <laughs> sweets the way I do.
2: <laughs> you know, I don't I don't remember. I mean, I mean, I'll give you my age. In 1988, I was 12 years old. And I don't remember that cookie. So I don't remember that cookie. And so I don't. I don't remember. I, but I, you know, my family in my household. You were lucky we got Chips Ahoy. So um.
1: So I don't remember that
2: cookie at all. Now, going back a little bit, Tiara, um, how did you get into boxing? You've been boxing for a long time. Eighteen years is a long time. So how did you actually show up at a gym and, and end up with gloves on your hands?
0: Well, actually. I, like, I went to college on a full ride scholarship for cross-country. So I've always been a runner. I ran track and cross-country in middle school in high school and college. And I also played basketball in middle school and in high school. So when I was in middle school, I had two older cousins. And I would always be at basketball practice, and they would be at boxing practice. And I started going to the gym just to, you know, waste some time. And I was like, man, they're fighting in there. No one's getting in trouble for it? And then I just started going to the gym. And, you know, I used to get beat up all the time by, by uh, my, my older cousin because she was actually ranked number two in the nation at that time. And she used to beat me up so bad. I was like, man, I don't know if I like this, you know, getting punched in the face like this. But eventually I was like, you know what, I, I can dig it. I can hang with it. And uh, that, that's how I started boxing.
2: And yeah, are you originally from Washington, D.C. or, or from Florida?
0: I'm from Florida, Fort Myers, Florida. Actually, shout out to the two three nine.
2: So, being from Florida, where you and you say you you follow boxing and you love boxing, and being from Florida, were you a big Roy Jones Jr. fan? Oh yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: I love Roy Jones Jr. One of the best fighters, you know, of all time. And um, I yeah, I came to D.C. for boxing actually.
1: Mm.
2: So now in d c you've been a you've been a, a police officer for four years. is that what you were you grew up wanting to be or did it just land on your lap somehow? What was your major in in college criminal justice mm. so that <laughs> well, so you, you, you you've been law. looking to be a yeah you've been looking to be a police officer for a while
0: yeah I, I always knew that I would be in law enforcement. I just didn't know at what capacity. Growing up, I used to always watch. There was the U.S. Marshall show, and I was like, "Man, these these guys are off the hook. I want to kick down doors and and battle with the bad guy."
1: Mm.
2: And and now you're looking to you know do it all, detective, everything that that comes with police officer. I mean, I'm, I'm you mentioned you have a patrol car, so you're you're on the beat right now, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I'm on the beat, but what I would really like to do is be an instructor. In the police academy, I really want to instruct mm-hmm. like uh, physical fitness, tt and defensive tactics. Well,
2: wow. you so know, I'm one of my favorites. On that right now. That's good. And, and with your boxing background, I mean, you have a leg <laughs> up on that, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: and everyone knows I'm the boxer.
2: Oh, and how how does the police department um, support you in that? I mean, do they give you time off so you can train or or do they kind of work your schedule out so you have a chance to go to the gym or do you just have to find the time?
0: Yeah, they, they, they work my schedule. You know, I do 10-hour shifts but my off days, I have really great off days. We work four 10-hour shifts and then we have three days off. And when it's time for me to fight, you know, I can put in leave and it's, they always accept my leave so so I can train or get the rest that I need. And they're very supportive, you know, and they've been supportive ever since I was in the police academy. You know, I, I think, you know, it's just God's plan for me to do everything that I'm doing.
2: The chief of now police,
0: they come to my fights, and really the whole community staff, to have my, my sergeants, my lieutenants. It's really cool.
2: You know, just the last question about about uh, police uh, department, and, and then we'll go back to boxing. I'm a big fan of the wire and uh, some of my favorite <laughs> scenes are when the the top brass is really coming down on the uh, the majors and the sergeants. Is it really like that? You know, where you know they they look at those numbers and and you know they 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 go after those guys.
0: Oh, it's like that. Oh yeah. Oh wow. it, 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 yeah. The wire is yeah.
2: Pretty it, accurate. It's like
0: that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's <laughs> yeah, yep.
2: <yeah. laughs> Now, as far as boxing, um, you know, some months ago, about four or five months ago, yeah, about four it was in December, we had Lou DiBella here uh, on the show. And he made it a big point to mention you, Tiara Brown. And he is a big – he has a lot of, uh, of hope for you. Excuse me, you're signed to him. Um, how did you come across with Lou and, and end up signing a contract with him?
0: You know that's another one of those things. I think it was just God's plan. You know uh, that that I signed with Lou. I think that he, first off, I want to you know say I love I love Lou. He he's true to his word. Everything he says, he means it a hundred percent. He's not the type of person that'll tell you something, and the whole time he's not really believing it. You know, like saying, "Oh, I believe in you," but he's like, "Ah, not really." He he's he's honest and he's genuine, and. um I reached out to him once and he replied and we just built a relationship and uh it ended up in him wanting to sign him and I was just thrilled. Mm. He's also now, the promoter of my best friend, Raquel Miller.
2: How long have you been signed to to lose? So the the, the Diana Santana was with him? Since who? The Santana fight or was it before that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was so before that. that. it. How many fights have you done with Lou? Is it the Britney Cruz or Natalie King?
0: Not the Natalie King. I was with Lou for Britney Cruz, Santana, and three fights. And there was one more.
2: um, Clap Clarkson. Clarkson. Jasmine Clarkson. So. You know, even you—you you went pro in two thousand sixteen, but it's kind of been a little bit uh, slow as far as the development. You know, you do have a hundred amateur fights, so you don't need a lot of development in the pros, I would imagine. Um, but is it because it's hard to find the fights, or is it because of your schedule, or or is it just the right speed for you as far as the development of your pro career?
0: Well, actually, ever since I've got with Lou, everything has been on the ball rolling. And, you know, before I got with Blue, when I first turned pro, uh, me and my teammates, I was on a different team. And me and my teammates, we weren't fighting, you know. We weren't getting put on fights, and we were just like gym rats. We were training twice a day, every day, but yet we weren't The our coach that we had at that time. He wasn't getting us fights. And I eventually left the team that I was on, and I, you know, took a lot of praying, and I just ventured out. And I stumbled upon old-school boxing. And things just have been going in the right direction ever since then. I got signed with Lou, and ever since I've been signed with Lou, I'm fighting more. Mm.
2: So what's the plan that you and Lou have laid out uh, for 2019? I mean, you're fighting uh, on May 18th for the uh, IBF Intercontinental title. And then, you know, with your experience and and with your pedigree as far as, as amateurs, I wouldn't imagine that you need a lot of time to develop in the pros, so what have he said to you as far as getting a chance for a title?
0: I know that he wants me to fight May 18th and then we will possibly fight again at the end of June.
2: Okay. And uh, you mentioned that hey. that uh you mentioned that Raquel Miller is your best friend. Are you looking forward to maybe having a, sharing a bill with her as a pro?
0: I cannot wait until me and her are on the same professional card. She's my best friend in the entire world. And the fact that we are signed under the same promoter, it's like frosting on the top of a cake.
2: Yeah, she's she's a good fighter. I've seen her. I've actually met her. She's a very very nice person. And she's fighting soon, too. It was just announced that she's fighting for her first title, the NABO. uh, I think either super welterweight or middleweight title, right?
0: And it's on May 18th. <laughs> oh, it's
2: the, same, it's the same night as yeah,
0: you, huh? Yeah, she, she was going to come to my fight, but now she's fighting. So this is the second time that we've fought at the same, on the same time.
2: Wow, you're going to fight first because you're out there in the East Coast, so you're going to end up fighting before she does. So at least you're not fighting at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, Tiara, uh, thank you for being with us. David, do you have any other questions for her?
1: Oh no! But I'm just uh, excited about uh, watching your fight. Is there going to be any kind of streaming? Has the uh, Bella mentioned any uh, streaming access? Yes, the fight
0: will actually be on a TV network. And when I get all that information, I can send it to you in a DM. But yeah, we were told that it, the fight will be broadcast on on one of the network channels.
2: That's great. So you we'll know see. what? Before you go, Tara, why don't you uh, let the people know all your uh, social media so they can follow you, and hopefully you can share that information regarding the the transmission of your next fight over some kind of TV or, or other application.
0: So my favorite social media is Instagram. I love taking pictures. I love looking at other people's pictures. So my Instagram name is tbaby125lbs. And my Twitter is Tiara Brown Box, and my Facebook is just Tiara Brown. And everyone knows as soon as you see the picture, it's me. I have on a boxing uniform.
2: Perfect. You know, we want to, really we want to thank you for being here with us. Us being on the West Coast, it's kind of hard for us sometimes to get East Coast fighters on the show. So we really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a lot later over there. Uh, than here and we really want to thank you For taking the time and honestly For all your work you do it in your job and your both jobs uh, But the fact that you're the 2019 Police Officer of the Year In Washington D.C. That, that that Means a lot as well so we want to Congratulate you for that and thank you very much for Being with us and hopefully it's not the, the it, it is the first time but Hopefully it's not the last time I
0: agree and actually I'm going, I'm flying home to Florida This Saturday and on Monday, I will be at City Hall giving away my first scholarship. It's a $1,000 scholarship that I raised, and it's going to go to a senior athlete from my high school who is enrolled in college for the fall. Wow. So I will be presenting it to that athlete on Monday at City Hall with the councilwoman. Uh, and this is on Tuesday, money. yes, and on Tuesday, it's actually Tierra Brown Day. On April 16th, in in my hometown, Fort Myers, Florida.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Wow, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Huh, huh.
2: Yeah, congratulations, and we'll be uh, looking forward to your fight on May 18th, and uh, hopefully, we could talk uh, soon after that.
0: Thank you, guys. You guys are doing a great job, and I thank you for caring about women's boxing.
2: Thank you. Have a good thank night. Thank you very much, Tiara. Okay. Good there night. You have it. You. Good night. Mm-hmm. And there you have Tiara Brown, 7 uh, 0, going for her first. Belt, which would be the IBF Intercontinental Super Featherweight title. David, you said second time. This is the first time we ever have her on the show.
1: I think it was our second time.
2: No, we never had her. We never had her before in the show before.
1: Um, there was a lot of things that seemed familiar then. You put some stuff because uh, we never had her before.
2: But I'm glad we did because she's a great woman. She does a lot. She's doing a lot for her community. Uh, as you just heard, she's gonna uh, give out a a, uh, a uh, scholarship in her home uh, town of Fort Myers, in her in her uh, high school. And uh, you know, she's a. I mean, I don't think it's very easy to become a police officer of the year, especially in a city like Washington D.C., which has, in the past, like you mentioned, it and And now some problems with uh with uh crime and all that so you know it's pretty amazing and, and I'm so glad that that she's a representative for for the sport we need more uh more women boxers like her
1: if you're in the d c area or Baltimore or virginia those areas I would go watch her fight she's a very very good fighter i am not just saying this i've seen her i've seen her in action i i haven't seen her live but I've seen her on video, and she's an excellent fighter. Uh, we named her as one of the most dangerous fighters in female boxing. Her, along with Alida, Reed, Sunisa, and several other girls. We talked to her. Oh, and uh, Helen Joseph as the most dangerous fighters in female boxing.
2: And, well, hopefully now with Lude de Bella, I mean, she said that with, since signing with Lou de Bella, things have been going great for her. So hopefully that continues, and hopefully Lute de Bella finds some spots for her I believe, David, that Lou DiBella signed a, an agreement with the UFC pass, which I'm not too familiar with because I'm not a big UFC uh, uh, fan. But I believe it's some kind of yeah. application where they show their fights. And I believe they're streaming uh, Lou DiBella fights as well. I think the fights from last night at, uh, in New York yes. were streamed yes. on, that, on that application. So that might be where uh, you might be able to see Tiara Brown in her next fight.
1: But we'll yeah, wait I really for her info. So. I really hope so. We'll wait yeah, for so her BFC info. because developed it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: and also, I think Roy Jones Jr. and his outfit out of Las Vegas has also signed an agreement with that app. And they're streaming their fights on that app as well. So, uh, but we'll wait. She says that she's going to share it on her social media. And uh, we'll wait to see what she says as far as far uh, as far as where we can see her fight. And then we'll just go from there.
1: Yeah, really excited to see her fight again.
2: Now, speaking about the UFC, this week it was revealed and announced in a press conference that Heather Hardy's next fight will not be in a boxing ring, but in a cage where she goes back to Bellador and fights there. There were talks of her defending her WBO featherweight title against Amanda Serrano, but that fight didn't happen. And because it didn't happen, Heather Hardy had no choice. We, She has mentioned in the past, had no choice but to go back to MMA where her luck has been a little bit split, David. So what are your thoughts on, on that move by Heather Hardy?
1: Uh, well, I'm not a fan of MMA. I mean, I'm a fan of the girls getting paid for fighting, and MMA does pay pretty well. So in that regard, yes, you know, I'm really happy for her. But, I mean, I think Heather Hardy is one of the most exciting fighters in female boxing And I'd like to keep her in boxing uh, I mean I'm just being uh, selfish But yeah I think uh, She's one of those Exciting fighters uh, Her, Tiara Brown's another one uh, Exciting fighter uh, There's not a whole lot of them that, that are that good And that exciting And that's what you always want I mean it is entertainment Boxing is entertainment And is one of the most entertaining fighters around
2: yeah, but, you know, she has to do what she has to do, and, you know, that's putting food on her table for her and her daughter and, and her family. Yeah. And, um, you know, if boxing is not providing, she has to go where it is, and that's with um, with uh, with MMA. And, uh, you know, it is, it's a shame. We've talked about it here before, not only with her, but we've talked about it with Holly Holm, more recently with Amanda Serrano. And, you know, MMA is offering something that, female boxing is not right now, at least for, for Heather Hardy and that's cash. And so she has to go where it's at. And, uh, and that's what it is. Um, Go ahead.
1: Yes, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, it's a, it's a real fact. Uh, MMA pays a lot more.
2: Now, speaking about Serrano, Amanda Serrano, there's been a little bit of a back and forth on, on social media, mostly on Twitter um, she's mentioned on Twitter that, you know, she didn't know if, if she said this as recently as a couple of days ago, where she didn't know if, uh, if the fight with Katie Taylor was ever going to happen, she alluded to the fact that maybe the negotiations with Katie Taylor's team wasn't going as, weren't going that great because it it seemed as far as what she alluded to that things they were trying to skew things more for Katie Taylor's side, obviously being the champ and being with with uh, with uh, Eddie Hearn in the zone. But but now uh, she just posted it about five hours ago, and I want to quote it uh, directly from her Twitter account. It says, and I quote, Okay, so for all those who like talking what you don't know, serious negotiation has started for my fight versus Katie Taylor. We both have one fight coming up before our showdown. Hope we can seal it, and then she tagged Eddie Hearn, the Zone USA, and Lou DiBella, and then she says, "Let's do it." So, a couple of days ago, she was alluding to the fact that maybe it wasn't going to happen, and now she's saying that negotiators negotiations have begun. So, hopefully, it does happen. We know that the fight between Katie up. Taylor and Can you hear me now?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'm clear now.
2: Uh, we do know that uh, the fight between Katie Taylor and Delphine Persoon is pretty much signed for June. And with that win – hello, can you hear me now? Check, check, one, two. Broken. Can you hear – broken? Yeah, You're breaking it up a little bit too. Uh, Here, let me see here. Give me one second. Uh, Is it better now? No. All right, give me one second.
1: One second. Okay, that's better. That's better.
2: Okay, so now her the fight with Taylor in June is uh, pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered with a win. There she becomes the the third by that time undis undis uh, undefeated and unified world champion in female boxing, and then now it would be a, a a superstar fight against Amanda Serrano. At the uh, later half of 2019, David, if that fight happens, do you think it's as big or bigger than Shield's hammer?
1: Uh, you know that's a good question. Um, it um
2: it's, it's breaking up a little bit. Better. Yeah, there there goes yeah, sounds yeah. better now. We're we're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, but do you think that's popularity-wise? I mean, do you think Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano are more popular than S.H.I.E.L.D.? I mean, I don't think that and, – and, and another thing is that I don't think the zone's reach is as big as Showtime. And we did see those two first – those first access for um for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hammer, which I think raised the profile for that fight. I don't think we're going to be able to see that on the zone because the zone's reach is not as big as Showtime.
1: Perhaps you know, perhaps Uh, it's it's hard to say. I I really don't. I know Showtime has numbers, but but is Amanda's name as big as Clarissa Shields' name? I mean, to us, she's equal uh, Mm -hmm. because we're hardcore boxing followers. But to the you know the regular fight fan, is Amanda as big as Clarissa Shields? She should be. She's. She's very, very, very talented, but uh, I yeah. don't know. It's, it's it's hard to prove.
2: But but uh, although Amanda does have all those accolades and and she is um you know she's won all those titles, mm-hmm. she doesn't have those two gold medals from uh from the Olympics, which I think has raised Shields' profile to a higher level because Olympics are still a pretty big event uh, for all sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Clarissa's been ahead. in
1: three things, and Clarissa's been in the zone. She's been in Showtime. She's been on HBO. HBO. Yeah. Yeah. So she's so, had different uh, outlets.
2: Yeah. And regardless, I mean, the fight's going to be a mega fight for for all of us that follow boxing, and and I'm sure that Eddie Hearn is going to do all he can, and Lute, with Lou DiBella, because Lou DiBella is um, a Manchester's boxing promoter, do all they can. To raise that profile of that fight If it ends up happening at the end of 2019 Now In more news Jackie Nava Who's his birthday today, 39 years old ha- Did reveal a week ago That This 2019 Is her last year in boxing So whatever happens in 2019 it's, it's all she wrote She fights Marcela Cunha on May 18th If she gets the fight with Mariana Juarez Which she wants but says that it's very tough to make Because it looks like the two teams are not on the same page. Or if she gives Bermudez the shot and and fights her, whatever the case may be, uh, this is her last year. I would expect that her last fight, or at least one of her last fights this year, is going to be in her hometown in Tijuana. Um, So we'll see if that comes to fruition. But but that's it. She says she has other endeavors. She was a politician. Um, I think her term has ended. Uh, with that, she's not a politician anymore. She's not a senator anymore. Uh, she's an architect by trade. Uh, and she actually has launched a clothing line, David, uh, that includes uh, not only workout clothes, but also running shoes. So I think that is uh, the direction that she's going in. She's trying to develop her name as a as a brand. And, uh, and I think that she's going to be concentrating, the fact that she just turned 39 years old today, also, I don't think doesn't help. Although, if anybody's ever in shape, it's Jackie Nava.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. I'm I'm always amazed how she does it.
2: Okay. Uh, other than that, David, all I have for the fight chatter. Do you have any uh, breaking news or anything you want to share as far as news before we move on to the upcoming calendar?
1: Uh, no, not at this moment.
2: Okay, so then uh, hopefully on our next show, which is scheduled for April 18th, which is next Thursday, where we're going to be talking about the results of the Clarissa Shields-Christina Hammer fight. We're going to have some special guests that we're still working on to get their thoughts and opinions about that fight. But we are going to be back here on the two-minute run, uh, your Hooks and Jabs the Female Boxing World, on April 18th on the Block Talk radio platform. So we are going to move on to the upcoming calendar starting on Saturday, April 13th, uh, which is this Saturday. In Montreal, Canada, Eva DeCarey will be defending her IBF 154-pound title against none other than Michaela Lauren, who had announced her retirement, but she's back, and she's (laughs) back to challenge for the IBF title. Tomorrow's the weigh-in, so the only thing that we can expect at that weigh-in is that, and I'm sure DiCari has got to know it's coming, if Lauren goes for that kiss that she always does, Actually, one time she didn't. She actually just poured a bottle of water over her opponent. Um, so, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens tomorrow at the weigh-in. And then that fight is going to happen on Saturday. This Saturday, April 13th in Montreal, Canada, Kerry defending her IBF 154-pound title against Mikaela Loren, also in Monterrey, Mexico. <laughs> this fight going to be broadcast not only in Mexico, but also I would expect it on The Zone Arely Mucino will be defending her WBO 112-pound title against Yairinez Altuve in a 10-rounder. Yairinez Altuve, she's from Venezuela. She's 10-2 with 10 knockouts, so she's a very hard puncher. Mucino, when she faces hard punchers, things can go either way. The last time she faced a hard puncher was uh, Ava Knight, and she ended up on the canvas breakdancing about in the second round. So we'll see what happens. I'm working on a preview of this fight for thepricefighters.com. I'm just waiting for some quotes from Arely Monsignor herself. So uh, hopefully I will have it posted tomorrow on thepricefighters.com, David. And this fight is happening because Arely Monsignor uh, was to defend her title in England against Nicola Adams, but Nicola Adams ended up right. suffering a a uh, an injury. And now it seems like it might have been a blessing in disguise because Arely Moussinha, she ends up fighting on the zone. She's going to be on a bigger platform than what she would have gotten on on, on that fight in England.
1: Yeah, that was very uh, very good for her.
2: Yeah, so let's see what happens with that fight. And uh, one of the questions that I've posted to her, but she has not responded yet, is what are the talks, what is going on with that fight against Nicola Adams, if she's still interested, if it's still happening. Nicola Adams is the interim WBO Flyweight Champion. She won that in her last fight. Um, and obviously On Saturday night From Atlantic City At the boardwalk Cause the leader Promotions gives us on Showtime Clarissa Shields against Christina Hammer And a 10-rounder for the WBC IBF, WBA, and WBO 160-pound title, David This is it, this is it, the show Before the fight, your prediction Who wins the fight, David?
1: Uh, it's, a, it's good I'm like uh, Cheryl Brown I think that's going all the way I think uh, Clarissa is, I think she's really coming into her own little by little. I mean, people may think that I'm just uh, understating, but Clarissa, she can improve. She actually can improve, as amazing as it is, because she's already one of the best fighters. I I, I mean, skill-wise, athleticism, everything. She has the whole package. But she can still... Get even better. I mean, I see it. She can get even better than that, and I think she's too much for Christina. I think she'll win by decision. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think Christina Hammer has so much experience that she's going to steal some rounds here and there. But uh, I I think Clarissa will win. What about you, Felipe?
2: I've been going. I've been going back and forth, David. Obviously, I I'm sure wherever you go, you're the resident female boxing expert as as well as I am wherever I go. I this is not the only podcast that I that I work on. I work on some Spanish language podcasts yeah. as well. And I've I've been asked there my thoughts on this fight. This has this fight for the majority there's a lot of people obviously there's a lot of boxing fans still that don't care about female boxing. They don't like female boxing. They're not interested in female boxing. They don't know enough about female boxing. But there's a lot of fringe boxing fans. There's a lot of hardcore boxing fans that may or may see one or two female fights a year. They don't they, they don't dislike female boxing, but they're not all that interested. But they still go out and, and, and make it a point in seeing a couple of female fights a year. And and this fight is has really captured the interest of a lot of, a lot of uh of, of boxing fans that that have heard about this fight. They watched the all the the, the all access on Showtime. They've seen the trash talk between both fighters. They've, I actually have had uh, boxing fans come up to me and said, you know what, I started, I started hearing about this fight. I wasn't too familiar. And then I went back on YouTube and started watching all their fights. And now they have opinions about who's going to win the fight. So it's pretty interesting, you know, the interest that this fight has garnered in the boxing world. And because of that, I've been asked about it. And I've gone back and forth, David. I think that Christina Hammer has a very educated jab, a jab that I think can yes, make a difference in, in the fight. Today at the – or I was it yesterday at the final press conference, Clarissa – in their face-off, Clarissa Shields made it a point to show the, 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 the press there that Hammer is all that now much taller than her. A lot of people are banking on the fact that Hammer might be taller with the longer reach. And Shields made it a point to show that Hammer is not much taller than her. Um, But I think that Hammer's jab can make a difference. I think her boxing style can make a difference. Shields has seen pretty much every style ever made in boxing. She's beaten every style that that has uh, ever come in boxing and what she's faced. She only has one loss her whole life since she started boxing at 12 years old. Thirteen years old. She's only lost once in the amateurs. Never as a pro. Um. So, but with that said, I don't think that Hammer has ever faced a fighter like Shields. With her aggressiveness, her pressure, um, her strength. She doesn't show. She doesn't seem to have a lot of punching power. She only has two knockouts and eight fights. She. I don't think she's ever sent anybody to the campus, Actually, I don't think she's ever dropped anybody oh. that I can remember.
1: Uh, I thought she drew dropped uh, the um, German girl. I forget her name. Uh, uh, Hankins or or, or no. let me let me
2: see if I can see that. Uh, but but still, but her her pressure. She's always in front of her she, in front of you. She's always throwing punches. Um, she's faced French Cruz, who's a hard fighter. Uh,
1: French is good.
2: Yeah, I don't think as far as box record doesn't show uh, that she's faced. I mean, I think that that she's dropped anybody. I think Hammer's experience means something. She's 24 0, 11 knockouts. So she she's been uh, uh, she's fought 10 rounds numerous times. She's fought. She's been a champion since she was 19 years old. She's 28 now, so she knows what being a champion is. But I do believe that Shields' aggressiveness is going to be the difference. Um, so I. I, I agree with you. It's not going to be a uh, a uh, a landslide. I think I, I do uh, lean towards Shields slightly, and I think Shields is going to take. It could be a majority decision, David. It could be a split decision. It might be a close unanimous decision, 96-94. I would be shocked that it turns into a blowout of 190 or 98-92 because we did see like a Hannah like Anna Gabriel's have some success against Shields early, dropping her. Um, you know, I think Hammer can not, I don't know if she's going to drop her, but I think she could have some success early and then we're going to see how she reacts to Shields' pressure in the second half of the fight, but I think Shields is going to ride that towards the win and uh, a decision win.
1: Yeah, um, I I don't know how many rounds she'll win, but I just can't see Hammer winning more rounds than Clarissa. Also on the court, the fastest girl I've seen that weight
2: mm-hmm. but let's see what hammer does with that jab i mean she's been training she trained in the mountains in europe obviously Dude. shields has trained in the mountains too in colorado so it's gonna be you know the best against the best you know both undefeated both world champions both with different pedigrees but but as impressive both of them, so it doesn't, in it doesn't, female boxing, it doesn't get any better than this, so we're going to see that on Saturday night, yeah. also on the card, Elena Gradiner will be facing Brenda Car- Carvajal in a in a 10-rounder for the Bacon IBF
1: 126 pounds
2: title, it's a good fight as well, I don't know if it's going to be broadcast on the Showtime telecast, but you might be able to find it on on, on their Facebook page, or on their sh- YouTube page, well, hopefully that gets broadcast. That's what
1: I heard, I I did hear that it's going to be streamed on a certain link. Uh, I think I, I I got I got that link, and I'll put it in the story when uh, for tomorrow. So if people okay. want to find out where that link is, just read the story. And
2: also, um, uh, Brenda Karen Carvajal is part of uh, Marcela Acuna's team because Acuna is there in New Jersey. Uh, to be with Carvajal, and obviously to watch the fight. So she's there. She traveled there. I follow her on social media, so she's there. And on Sunday, April 13th, from Tokyo, Tamao Ozawa faces Haisu Park in the six-rounder for the Japanese, making Japanese light fly with title. So that's a pretty good fight, Tamao Ozawa. recently fought here in Mexico not too long ago. So like we said in the beginning of the show, our next show is scheduled for April 18th, which is next Thursday, first time in 63 episodes that we go two Thursdays back-to-back. We are going to be talking all shields, all hammer on that show. We're going to have some special guests, and we'll be giving you the results of all these fights that are happening this weekend and uh, and any other news that may be coming up. So with that, David, uh, with that said, David, uh, I bid you good night, and we'll talk next week.
1: Okay, everybody. Well, we'll see you all next week, and take care, Felipe.
2: All right. Enjoy the fight, David.
1: Thanks very much.